I'm Kara Infante, and this is Bookish Flights. In each episode, I chat with one bookish guest as we take some time to sample and savor the pairing recommendations from their bookish flight. We hope to give you suggestions to cultivate your TBR list and nurture your leisure time through books. In today's episode, I am chatting with Bree Daniel. Bree is a co-host of Offscript Podcast, as well as the editor for Lady Preacher Podcast and Reimagining Teaching. She's been editing podcasts for the last three years. She has a degree in electronic media and film with an emphasis in production from Northern Arizona University. Her ultimate career goal is to become an editor for films. Offscript is her passion project with her longtime friend, Allie Lines, where they read books that have been adapted into films, watch the films, then discuss the comparison of the two on the podcast. Bree is a bookworm who, in her free time, loves watching movies, reading, sometimes she's even reading three books at once, if not more, playing video games, board games, hanging out with friends and family, and trying to go on new adventures whenever possible. Welcome to the show, Brie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I love that you gave me such a great bio here, because <laughs> normally I'm kicking off with like, tell us a little bit about who you are. Um, <laughs> but I think we can jump right in today because that was that so works. great. If you could tell us a little bit about Offscript, I know that's kind of the brief, but how long have you guys been doing it? And did you guys come up with the idea together? Like, give us a little background on that. All right. So we've been doing it since August of 2022. So about eight months. So it's still very new. Yeah. <laughs> and we, how we came up with it was, uh, oh, this is actually kind of a sad story, but her husband passed away in 2020 November of 2020 and so we started going on walks together and in those walks we started talking about how I was editing for Lady Preacher and I was like I really just wish that I had more like that going because 2020 was a hard time for everyone absolutely yeah so and I just wanted to I before all of this worked in hotels and that was draining me and it wasn't at all anything I was passionate about. And I was like, I want to get back to my passion. I want to get back to editing. How do I do that? So Lady Preacher came along and that's with another friend that I've known since high school. And so I was telling Allie this and she was like, well, what else can we do? And I was like, well, I was thinking like, maybe I should make another podcast, but I don't know. Like, I don't want to just be talking by myself. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) So She was like, well, if you think of an idea, like I'll jump on it with you. But you and I can't just be talking about nothing. Like we have to have something there. Yeah. So then I think like two months later, we went on a trip together and we started like, okay, are we really going to do a podcast together? What are we going to do? And then she has a teaching degree and I love reading and obviously movies too. And yeah. I was like, what if we read books and then like compared them to their movies and her, not a bookworm was like, that's actually a great idea because I want to read more so that my kids will see me read and want to read. And so that's kind of how Offscript was born. Oh, I love that. And I love that you had someone to bounce ideas off of as well. Cause I feel like when I was in the brainstorming stages for this show, my poor husband, (laughs) (laughs) and he was like, and Lord love him, but he was like, I don't know that you have the time to do this. 
And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> You're like, thanks for that input, but going to have to turn that down. <laughs> yeah. So it's just not that he was discouraging me, but I think yeah. he just, I mean, they, they know us well. Right. And it sounds yeah. like you and Allie are really close so they can help us navigate our strengths exactly. and maybe our weaknesses. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, I love that. Okay. So Allie is more of the movie buff and you are the bookworm. Yes. So how do you guys determine what you're going to talk about on your show? She she lets me pick our schedule. So she's okay. just like, okay, Brie, how are you scheduling it? The only month I don't have control over that is her birthday month. That month I let her pick all the books and she picks those books. And I just kind of, I place them in the order that I think is best. And so I typically try to tie whatever books we've talked about to the next one that's coming up in some way. So okay. like, in October, we stick to Stephen King, but Fun. then like September going into October, I don't want to go like super lighthearted and then jump into like Stephen King horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I try to get like a suspenseful one in there. So it just kind of, it depends. I like to curate it very yeah. meticulously. <laughs> well, that's really cool. And planning almost, I mean, it's like a content calendar, right? You have exactly. that and you can kind of look at what you're doing how much like how many books or movies do you do within the month for the show oh man it can be anywhere from like our goal is to at least do four but like okay. this month we're going to do six or seven wow and so yeah we're trying to get ahead right now we've kind of like reached the point where we're doing a book a week and like wow. it's the one that's the episode that's coming out in two weeks and we want to get ahead of that yeah yeah. I feel you on that. Do you guys do all genres? Yes, I love all books. I won't, <laughs> I won't turn them away. And she kind of, she keeps joking because I keep like stopping her and being like, I want to make sure that we're doing stuff that you're enjoying. Like, I don't want to feel like it's just me. And she's like, Brie, throw whatever book you want my way. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you guys still do your walks together? Yes. Uh, right now in Washington, it's a little chilly, but we're finally like rounding that corner where it's the spring weather coming and the yeah. sun actually stays out later. So yeah, we're going to start that back up. Yeah. That was the first place I lived where actually the, it, the sun went down so late in the yeah. summer. Like I remember mm -hmm. trying to convince my kids to go to bed and the sun's like still up, you know, at seven. I mean, it's even later than seven 30, but at their yeah. bedtime at seven 30 and they're like, and everywhere I've ever lived, I've never had that length wow. of a day. So that was really, it was fun for me to experience something like that. I So I went to school in Arizona and I have one of my uncles lives in Arizona. And for my high school graduation, when he came to visit, he, we were hanging out like late at night and he looked outside and was like, it's like almost 10 o'clock and there's still sunlight. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I loved it because I could put my kids to bed and then still go for a walk after. Like, I still felt exactly. like there was a part of an evening where sometimes, you know, we get tired, it gets dark. So I get tired. Like, it's like this natural cycle. Yeah. But there it was like, no, it's still light out. I could go take advantage. <laughs> yeah. Of being outside still. Yep. I'm excited to finally, like yesterday, I was just walking around the house and it felt really light out. And I was like, I thought it was later. And I looked at the clock and I was like, yes, it's like 840. We're there. <laughs> We're almost yeah. in summertime. Yeah. You're, you can come out of hibernation almost. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really awesome. Have you always been a reader? Yeah. My whole life. 
Okay. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I used to like bring my books with me on like trips and stuff. And I do not know how this tradition started, but after I would finish a book, I would put them under my pillow. But then what ended up happening was like, well, first off, my neck would crane because yeah. of all the books I would put under my pillow. But then one trip, I lost like three of my favorite books because I didn't think when we were packing, oh, got to check under the pillow. Yeah. Don't know why. So that stopped that real quick. But yes. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. What type of books did you read as a kid? Do you remember? Like, did you have series that you were really into? I, I dorkily enough, loved the Mary Kate and Ashley series. Like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They always had they're like two of a kind series. And then when they came out with the sweet 16, I read those. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I loved those. And then a series of unfortunate events. I remember that was the first, first book series that I like was, I kept up with it. And as they released more, I would like go to the library at school and be like, I need the next book. Yeah. The excitement, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I miss that. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. We, my son is, he's going to be eight this mm -hmm. year in a few months, but he's finally, the, we're, I feel like we're finally there where he's <sighs> reading chapter books, like on the shorter end, but reading yeah. chapter books and he's gotten so into some of them. And I'm like, oh, I love it. Cause now we go to the that's library great. and it makes it so much easier mm -hmm. to navigate the library. Cause I'm like, well, I know he likes this series and I know he likes that series. Cause I'm my, you know, my, inevitably my other two, they're four and two mm -hmm. and they're taking all these books off the shelf while I'm trying to get my oldest one, like a book he wants. And it's just, I really have to be strategic Chaos. when we go to the library. Cause it's the other two are, you know, creating havoc in the library. Yeah. <laughs> and um but yeah now that he has a couple series we like like we know we can go to that author oh that's awesome can, you know so grab exciting. something really quick because <laughs> 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 then we got to go get the other two i mean if they have puzzles if we're in the kids section sometimes that helps but yeah it's kind yeah, of you're like look that's something you can actually mess with <laughs> yeah but my book i have to know what i'm going to get off the shelf like i thankfully i have a pretty I lengthy tbr list so it's pretty easy but I, I usually will check on the computer before we go because i'm like i know i That's don't have so a bunch smart. of time yep, in the stacks for myself <laughs> i always go to the library and i'm like i'm gonna get a book for myself and then like 40 minutes later i still don't have a book and i'm just looking through all the list i'm like hmm what book do i want yeah what i used to do is i ha i have everything on goodreads is where i kind of store yes. my list yep. and I would just put it in alphabetical order on my TBR list. Oh, and then that so way smart. I could go through the stacks, right? Like, okay, I'm going to start in A and do they have yep. it? Do they not? I mean, this was when I got to go peruse the shelves myself. Yeah. But <laughs> you could actually take the time. <laughs> yeah. Or if the kids aren't with me, but yeah, I would go through, I would just change my list to be alphabetical. And then that way I could That's look so smart. through the stacks. Maybe that I should do that. Because <laughs> usually you'll find something, especially when your TBR list is like 500 books long. My problem is I'll find a random book that's not on my TBR list. I'm yeah. like, cool, guess I'm adding this one. Yep, there you go. So how in your day, it sounds like you're pretty busy with all your work, oh, your gosh, editing yeah. and all of that. How do yeah. you fit in reading? So for the longest time, part of why Offscript came to be and like how I went with the let's read books and watch movies was because I realized that I had like the last time I had touched a book was like years ago. And I was like, that's not okay. Cause reading is such a part of me that this isn't something's wrong. Like yeah. why am I not reading? So then I was like, okay, 
if I have this deadline and I have to read a book and I like have to have it done, then I should just be able to pick it up and read it. I was also slightly worried it would feel like school. And you know how with school books, when you True. get told to read the deadline. Yeah. You then kind of put it off until the very end, which is also partially why I chose books that I was super into to start off with because then yeah. it made it easier. But now, like I said in the uh, intro, uh, I, I'm currently reading three books. I'm currently reading Water for Elephants for Off Script. I'm reading The Chemist for myself. And then I'm reading one called On the Wire, which is a like radio publication book to kind of like help you create fun stories. It's more for like radio interviews, not for podcasting, but I figure it'll correlate well. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be relatable for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then how I find the time is... It's so hard. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like I kind of have to realize with my day, like at some point I sit down and I'm like, whoo, I've finished everything I absolutely need to do. Now I can just relax. And then I sit there and I'm like, no, you're going to read. You're going to pick up the book and read. And then yeah. that's kind of what I do. And then the trouble for me is figuring out, OK, am I going to read an off script book or am I going to read my for me book or should I read this productive book? But yeah, that kind of just depends on how far I am in the off script book or if I can actually take the time for the me book. Yeah, I feel you on that for sure. Yeah, I think and it sounds like what you're doing is you're just you're making it a priority. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. even though, Absolutely. OK, I know I've got some downtime, but my priority is going to be reading. So. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There have been times where like because I can burn out on reading, especially if I have to do it and I like every day I'm like, okay, you have to do this right now. And video games is another big passion for me. So there are times when I sit down, and I'm like, well, I really like feel like I want to read, but my want to play video games is kind of stronger right now. So then I'm like, okay, take the video games today and tomorrow read, like yeah, pick and choose what you do. <laughs> yeah. And I think we all need to find those activities yeah. in our day, right? That fill our cup, that recharge our batteries a little mm -hmm. bit. And so I think that's really awesome that you know yeah. what is going to, what yeah. will do that for you. Cause I feel like that was something actually when I became a mom, I felt like I kind of lost. Oh, yeah. Because you lose your time freedom. Yeah. So I was like, what? And that was books really filled that void for me for a long yeah. time. Yeah. We also lived overseas for a few years when the kids were a little bit younger. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we were like kind of pulled, you know, you're pulled away from your friends and your family. And, and we yeah. ended up making a great family, right? A fam friend family <laughs> yeah, over exactly. there. Um, but it took some time. And mm -hmm. But being a new mom, like you, you can't leave the house at night, yeah. right? You're kind of yeah. stuck to the – and so books really became my thing. That's when – I feel like for me, I really got back into reading again. And I had the time. I had yeah. more time to allot to it. So Yeah. It took me a while because I tend to like – when I'm doing things for me, I tend to stress myself out because then I'm like, oh, but you're not being productive or you're not getting this done for your day or you're not getting this done for your career or things like that. And it took sure. me a long time to realize that doing the things for me, such as reading or playing video games or whatever it may be, 
is helping me be productive in the future because if I don't do that, I'm going to burn myself out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you need to find that balance. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We, our first duty station that my husband got assigned to was Hawaii. Oh, wow. And I worked at a, I was a, I told you already, I was a physical yeah. therapist and I worked at this hospital system and they, I don't know if it's all of Hawaii, but this hospital system had an incredible work-life balance. Like wow. the moment I started working there, I had three weeks of vacation and 10 paid holidays. Whoa. Like, the after, oh Within gosh. the first year. And my boss was always like, no, you need to take it. Take the time. You need to take it. You need to take it. And like they wow. but that really drilled into me. And that was my only my second job as a physical therapist, <laughs> but I was newer in my career. And it just drilled into me like work-life balance is so important. And mm -hmm. like yours, I mean, being a physical therapist, I, I, that was a passion of mine, but the burnout's yeah. real high. Oh yeah, I bet. So, <laughs> so it was, I was glad to have a boss early on in my career that really stressed that work-life balance. So, that was really important. That was my biggest problem with hotels because in hotels, it takes a very special kind of person. I was a manager in a hotel and the work-life balance there, there is none, especially when you're a manager, you will get wow. called at any hour of the day. And it also sucked because I was one of the better managers. So even if there was a manager on duty, a lot of my agents would call me yeah. and want my get help. Done. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, great, but also I need my life. But like, I would end up working like 18 plus hours a day and- wow people would call out all the time and I would go in. There were like months where I wouldn't get days off and yeah. I would realize I would stop and go, huh, my last day off was like six months ago. No wonder I'm so tired. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. So, when the pandemic hit and I left that job because of that, I was like, okay, blessing in disguise. This sucks for everyone, but you know what? Got me yeah. out of a bad situation. <laughs> Yeah, right. And mm -hmm. kind of have this like come to Jesus moment of like, no, exactly. that was not working for me. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That's also how I learned like, because I was a manager, I kind of had it in my head. Like, when you get that call, you have to go or you have to answer or you have to help. But now, if it's my day off, and I get a call from work, I either ignore it or I'll text my boss and be like, hey, sorry, I can't come to the phone right now, but what's up? Can I answer your question or something yeah. like that? Rather than like, let me give you my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, well, that's probably boundaries too. That's a, yeah, not right. a bad <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Not a bad thing. The other thing I was thinking about is how you were talking about how you had kind of gotten away from books and you weren't mm -hmm. viewing that as, um, being productive, quote unquote, yeah, right? Yeah. But now that you have this podcast, it is. Like it's you've totally made it that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, like, I didn't even think about that actually. <laughs> yeah. As you were saying that, I was like, well, you've now you've made, you've taken something that's a passion of yours. Yeah. And you've made it into something productive because now you're producing something. From that's that. very true. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> Thank <Yay>! you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're so welcome. Okay. So you've already kind of told us that you read all types of genres. Do you have yes. any favorites though? So I do love fantasy. Fantasy okay. is one of my all-time favorites. I do get kind of sick with it sometimes because I feel like fantasy can very much follow the same formula over and over sometimes. Okay. See, I'm only in really my first series. I'm reading Mistborn right now by Brandon. Sanderson. I actually haven't read that series and I want to. Oh my is gosh. it good? This, okay. So speaking of 
wanting to be pulled away. I have like, <laughs> I think I have like 80 pages left in book three, which will finish oh. the series. And I can't oh. all day long. I've been like, okay, where can I sneak to read a couple <laughs> pages in this book? <laughs> Last night, I was hoping that I could stay up late enough to finish it, but I was, uh, yep. my head was like <laughs> bobbing as I was trying to read. So I didn't, but That's the worst. <laughs> it is now I don't, I haven't read a lot of fantasy. This is my yeah. first go out, but I've loved it. And it is such a page turner. Okay, so. I will have to add that to my TBR. See, this yeah. is how you, it happens. Your TBR gets incredibly long. Um, yeah. I'm also a big sci-fi nerd. So I love a book that I just read that someone told me about like four years ago that took me until this year to read. It's a book called Red Rising. I also <sighs> didn't realize that it's a huge series. Yeah, okay. But I picked it up like a chapter in, I was like, this feels very much like Ender's Game and like Hunger Games-esque and like, I feel like I'm here for it. And then I just kept reading and it got to a point I read like, I took it with me on a trip and on the plane, I read the whole entire flight and it was like a two and a half hour flight. And I read like almost 200 pages. And when I landed, wow. I almost didn't want to go get to my friend because I wanted to just <laughs> <continue> reading. <laughs> Can I come out in an hour? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Can we just fly around a little bit longer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so interestingly that yeah. you say that is I was telling a friend that I'm reading this series and he was like, mm -hmm. you know, if you like that one, you should read Red Rising. He's oh. like, I think you would really like that. Cause again, newer to this like fantasy sci-fi world, basically. Yeah. I really like that one. So hey, that's good to know. Then I might make Miss Born yeah. like high up on my list. Cause Red Rising honestly it was one of my favorite books that I've read period and the author just released on Instagram they're making an audiobook of it but they're doing like it almost sounds like a movie because Fun. like as they're like reading the book and saying what's happening you hear what's happening in the background from like like the characters talking about his wife and you hear the wife in the background like talking or ah, like making noises okay. and I'm like this is a whole new way to experience this book and now I, I'm excited for that and yeah. I just finished it like two or three months ago okay like yeah. audiobook theater or something yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh that's really cool well maybe I'll have to read it in that format that would be good yeah I do a ton of audio just to get books in and that's what fits in my day you know yeah so. yeah as a mom that kind of I prefer books for sure and I only just Allie does all the audiobooks and she always is trying to get me to listen to them. But we just did Beautiful Creatures. And oh, yeah, I've seen this one. I love that series too. If you it's a like they don't call themselves witches, but if you like a good magic story, Beautiful Creatures is where it's at. And okay. she texted me probably like halfway through the book and was like Brie this is one of the best audiobooks I've ever heard and I was like what and she's like there's sound effects when they talk about the song that they hear all the time they actually sing the song and like there's music so with it I was like what and I knew myself I knew that once we started Beautiful Creatures because they only did one of the books as a movie and it's a four book series oh okay I didn't know that yeah and I love the whole series but I knew once I started it, I didn't want to stop. So then what I did was I read the first book, did the audiobooks of the rest of them. I'm already like halfway through the third book, and I only just started listening to them last week. 
<laughs> I was wow. like, yeah. I finished the second book yesterday. And I was like, oh, this is the best audiobook I've ever listened to. <laughs> Oh, definitely taking mm -hmm. note of that one for sure. Yeah. And <laughs> listeners, don't worry. We'll have all these books in the show notes too. So we'll have them all listed on yes. here. So <laughs> go listen. Why don't we go ahead and we'll jump out to your book flight here today. I'm really excited about this. I've read some of them. I haven't read some of them, but they're definitely all books I've heard of. So I'm really That's excited. <laughs> even more exciting. <laughs> yes. So, well, why don't you start by telling us what's the first book of the flight today? All right. The first book of the flight is Ender's Game. And so Ender's Game is a near and dear book to me. I love this book so much. Also, I chose all adapted books to go along with the theme of off script. And so when I thought of that, I immediately was like, Ender's Game. Yes. Yeah. So I read this book when I was like, I think I was like seven or eight when my dad first had me read this book. Like wow. I was young. Yeah. But he was like, he was obsessed with the book. And so I was like, Brie, I think you would like this book and had me read it. And I was like, okay, read it, loved it. It was the first book where after I read it in my head, I went, this would be a great movie. And then I thought to myself, I want to make this into a movie. So then when they actually made it into a movie, I was kind of butthurt because I was, <laughs> I still had this it was in my, my dream. <laughs> exactly. I was like, this is supposed to be me making this. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, well, at least someone did the work for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is part of a series as well, right? Yes, it is. It's a trilogy. And then there's also uh, another series that's from okay. Bean's point of view. Okay. So it basically kind of follows Ender's Game. So, but I think the first one's the best one. I don't really yeah. mess with the others too much. Yes. And I love that you and your dad almost had like a mini book club over this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I he, love this so much. You need to pick it up. Exactly. He's actually going to be our guest star on that episode when we cover it. He's going to oh, join so me fun. and Allie. Yeah. I'm excited. So fun. So not be, I will admittedly say I am not much of a movie buff at all. Okay. <laughs> Do you think, cause I, but I feel like the, the hot topic debate always is, yeah. was the movie as good as the book? Right. So Allie and I have a theory. First and foremost, the book is typically always normally better because yes. there's so much more information, but I think how each person, cause there are people out there who like, if like with Ender's Game, if you didn't read the book before you saw the movie, you will most likely like the movie more than you'll like the book. Huh, and okay. so far, Allie and I, I think there's only been like seven that I have not followed that theory of mine. But other than that, it's been pretty spot on. So whichever book or movie you did first, that's typically the one you're like, okay, nope, that's that's the better of the two. Yeah. I recently have been reading, I don't know if you've read Louise Penny. She's a mystery oh. author. Ooh. It's a great series. And it's set in this village of Three Pines. It's a fictional village in Canada. And I think she's there's 17 I think there's 17 books in the series that are out right now. Whoa. And I've loved them all because essentially the same characters are showing up in each book. So you really get oh, to cool. know them. There's a ton of character development throughout the series, but they just made it a TV show. Ooh. And 
honestly, now that I've, I think I'm, I've really been slow in my role on reading them because I'm savoring them to the end because yeah. I don't want them to end. Yeah. And the characters are not what I've, you know, because oh, you, you yeah. make this vision in your mind mm -hmm. of yeah. the character. Yeah. And they are not. A few of them were like, this is not what I would have pictured them to yep. be. Yep. And even their voices, right? I, yep. I have not watched the series, but I did watch the trailer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is not what I pictured in my head. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to watch the show. <laughs> it could be done very well. But like after reading 13 books, I've really made these characters in my mind for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. They're basically a part of you at that point. <laughs> So anyways, as a little side note conversation <laughs> on that, but I, so I think there's something to be said about that and what you're saying that you'll like whatever you, what, whatever medium you chose first and watched mm -hmm. or read, you've probably created that visually in your mind. So then when you go exactly. to do the other one, it's like, no, wait, that's not, there's yeah. a discrepancy yeah. there. We actually, we did Withering Heights, which is one of my favorite books. And I love that book and I hadn't watched the movie yet. So then what we typically do on off script is if I've read the book and Allie hasn't done either, I have her watch the movie first so that we can figure out if yeah. this theory holds true. And we had just finished Harry Potter and this was our first like off the wall book that we were doing. And I had her watch it and we had been doing our walks and the whole entire time, like once I had finished reading and I watched the movie, I just kept going off. I was like, this movie is so bad. Like, I do not know how it, like, it doesn't follow the book at all. It jumps around. Nothing makes sense. And she tricked me. And like on our walks, I really thought she was like agreeing with me and siding with me. Then when we sat down to record like a week or two later, <laughs> at the end, she went, Brie, I actually really liked the movie. I was like, <laughs> I was like, how could you like that movie? Yeah. Did you read the book? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. she watched that one first, so the mm -hmm. theory held true. Yeah, it did. I I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I love this. Yeah. Could you tell us, for the listeners that maybe yes. haven't read it, could you give us a little background on Ender's Games or give us a yeah. little snippet of what we would experience? Absolutely. Ender's Game is science fiction. And it's set in outer space. And essentially, Ender is this kid who is going through this space program. And they're not really telling him what the program's for. But they're like, but we think you're going to be the best at this. We just need you to keep like doing these simulations. And basically, there's this war going on. So we just want to see if you would be able to like lead an army in this war. And so Ender just basically goes through this school and I don't want to spoil anything. And then you got to, you got to read more to find out what happens. Exactly. After that. <laughs> Is he good? I don't know. All right. Have you, so you've reread it again now as an adult. Oh yeah. I, this is one of the ones that I go to quite often to reread. Okay. Yeah. Does it hit you differently at different periods of your life? It definitely hits differently. Cause like when I was a kid, it was the oh, I want to make this into a movie because this would be a good movie. But then as I've gotten older, it's also because like 
you pick up on things that you don't pick up on when you're a kid reading books. So then there's certain themes that I'm like, oh, I didn't pick up on that. Or certain characters where I'm like, oh, this is what they were there for. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Those little nuances. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. So that was Ender's Game. Mm-hmm. And that's by Orson Scott Card. Yes. All right. What's the second book of our pairing today? Second book of our pairing. We're taking a quite a right turn here. (laughs) We're going to the Da Vinci Code. Love Uh, it. (laughs) That's by Dan Brown. Yep. Okay, perfect. So Da Vinci Code is basically about a professor who goes on a treasure hunt goose chase. This book took like the world by storm, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, So the reason why I chose this book was because this was the first book that I remember wanting to read before going and seeing the movie because I loved Tom Hanks and my dad was excited to see this movie. Funny, I didn't realize that my dad was in both of these. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, So he was excited to see it. And I wanted to go and see it with him because my dad doesn't go and watch movies in the theater too often. So I was like, oh, cool. But I remember I had been reading the book and like the day of going to go see it, I still had like two chapters left. So I was just trying to get done with it as quickly as I could. (laughs) And I was like, this book is amazing. And then I saw the movie. (laughs) Yeah. This is one I have not seen the movie. I've definitely read the book. You don't want to see the movie then. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like I wanted to like devour all the Dan Brown books. Like I remember this book being very suspenseful and wanting to find out what happens. And I love the travel through the pages a little bit too. I love that. It was just so exciting, especially like I wasn't able to figure out any of the puzzles, but once the main character did, I was like, that was such a brilliant, like, how was that even possible? So that was, yeah, it was such a great read. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, I believe this is set in Florence, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. So yeah. Yeah. So he's Vatican is a big part of this. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So he's on this quest. It's a really suspenseful, definitely a page turner. It's Mm -hmm. a great read. If you have Mm -hmm. not read it after all the hype it received (laughs) when it first came out. (laughs) Yes. Years later, take a look at it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You'll be able to find it on your library shelves. I am sure. Okay. So this was the Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. And then what is the third book of the pairing today? I'm taking us to cry town. <laughs> We're going to talk about The Fault in Our Stars. See, I haven't read it. <gasps> I think because I know it's sad. So I have to be in the right mood. So I, I'm the person too who like, I'm weird about books because if everyone else is super big into it, I don't want to be big into it. <laughs> I, I stay away from it. I'm like, no, no thanks. What actually happened with this was I had, it was my junior year of college and I was sending out emails left and right to production companies to try and get internships. And I ended up interning with Silver Picture Productions. And after my phone interview with them, what they wanted me to do was do script coverage for them. So they sent me scripts that 
or no, he asked me, he was like, have you heard of the fault in our stars? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, I have that script because it's getting made into a movie. So I'm going to send it to you and you're going to do coverage on it. And I was like, okay. So he sent it to me and I was like, this kind of sucks that I'm going to be seeing the movie before reading the book since I'm such a, I'm a purist when it comes to that. I like to try and read the book first as much as I can. So I was like, this sucks. But then I was also like, but this is also kind of cool because this movie's not coming out for a while and I get to read the script before anyone else. So you know what? I'm going to do it. I read that script. Obviously, scripts are much smaller than books. So I read it all that day. Okay. Immediately, I went and bought the book. I was like, that, I want to read that book. And so So I went and bought the book and read that book the next day and bawled my eyes out when I read the script, bawled my eyes out when I read the book. (laughs) Yeah. So I have a question, which I feel like naively I'm asking. The production company writes Mm -hmm. the script, right? No. No. Oh, okay. The screenwriters write the script. Screenwriters write the script. What it is, is they write their scripts and then they'll send it to production companies. And here's the craziest part of this, okay? You you send your baby script to the production company, hoping that, that, like, the producer will read it and fall madly in love with your script to get it made into a movie. But what actually happens is the company gets the script. They have like five interns sitting in their office. They give the script to the intern. The intern reads it. If they think it's good, they'll pass it. And that goes up to like the person above them, which isn't the producer. It's just like the next thing up from an intern. They'll read it and see if they like it. If they do, then it'll go up and it goes up to the producer. But it goes through like six different people before it gets to the producer. Wow. So if some random intern is sitting there in that office reading your script and doesn't like your script, yeah, you're never going to see the light of day. <laughs> wow. What yeah. a process. Yeah. So do they, like the author is not contacting the screenwriters, right? Like the screenwriters are kind of picking this up. Like I want to mm-hmm. make this into the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Yeah. They'll go, it, it's called like, I think it's called an option. And so they'll basically go to the author and be like, Hey, we want to make this an option. And they have to get the permission from the author. Sure. But it's not really the author, like walking in like, Hey, let's do this guys. Pitching them on a, <laughs> yeah, their books. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> have you read okay. this book? <laughs> That's really good to know. Cause I feel like that is the side of it. I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Could you give us a little teaser without any spoilers about what it's about? Yes. It's a love story with cancer patients <laughs> without telling anything. Yeah. So it's worth the tears though. Oh yes. I have put myself through that pain like four times <laughs> and yeah. I cry just as hard every time I read it. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I, I don't know why I shy away from it because yeah. I love the books that make me laugh and cry and mm-hmm. feel all the feels. I really, those are the type of books I tend to be yeah. you know, higher up in my quote unquote star rating in my own mind or books that I'm recommending because it made me feel all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So John Green. Oh my gosh. So this was my first introduction to John Green. All of his books will make you feel a certain type of way. And okay. I've never had an author do that. And Ooh. 
all of his like stories are so real and it feels like you're in the story like obviously when you're reading it always feels like that but because of how they're written and because they're real and it's not like something so fictional that it can't be happening to you it feels like it's your story almost it's just I love John Green so much yeah I love books like that because the other thing I like out of books is when I feel like I'm placed in the story, I love mm-hmm. to think like, would I do the same? Would exactly. I, how would I respond in this mm-hmm. situation? And I, I really like when books make me think like that. So yeah. it sounds like they would be right up my alley. Cause I'd yeah. be able to insert myself in the story that way. Yes. Uh, if you're weary of the fault in our stars, I would recommend looking for Alaska. Okay. That was my second book after the fault in our stars. And I remember it was such a different story from the fault in our stars that I was like, Whoa, he has a wide range. He can do it all. And it's cool. That's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. And now I feel like I don't have, you know, knock on wood, life is going pretty well right now. So I could take in an emotional, emotionally heavy book for sure, but it definitely, I have to fit it in on the radar of how, you know, yeah. <laughs> what else is going on in, the, in my life? <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, awesome. So that was The Fault in Our Stars by John Green. And yeah. you have so graciously provided us with a dessert pairing today yes, as well. <laughs> I have because I can't leave out my Twilight series. <laughs> love it. I love the whole series so much. It's I call it my guilty pleasure, but then Allie's mom was like, it's not really a guilty pleasure because like you shouldn't be guilty about loving this series. I was yeah. like, I like your thinking. <laughs> yeah. So obviously if you've been living under a rock and you don't know what the Twilight <laughs> series is, it's a love story between a human and a vampire and her best friend who's a werewolf. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and yeah, I chose this because this one was one of the ones where I actually didn't want to read the book. I stayed away from the book for as long as I could. But then Robert Pattinson got cast as Edward and I was a huge Harry Potter fan. And I was like, they really cast Cedric Diggory. <laughs> I was like, the guy who was, like, Edward? was on the screen for 20 minutes. <laughs> and yeah. I, because I'm a purist, I was like, okay, I got to read this book. And so... I read it and that was one that I impressed myself because this was in high school and I actually finished that book in a day too with my classes that when I was reading in class when I could like in the hallways. And they're longer books too. Mm -hmm. I remember those being longer, thicker. Oh gosh. Yeah. The last one is like 900 pages. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And I just, I love that. And when I think of an adapted book, that's, been made into a movie I think of Twilight so and I actually I remember this is a movie that I have watched and I I liked those movies too even having (sighs) read the books I thought you know I wouldn't say they were spot on but like I really enjoyed the movies as well the movies do well actually so my favorite book in the series and I almost was like I'll just do Eclipse but then I was like no you can't just do Eclipse on this you have to your dessert (laughs) is all of it (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But Eclipse is my favorite book out of the whole series. And they screwed that movie up so bad. Like when I just did it for off script, I, 
I had never been more disappointed in one of the ones that we had done. I was like, this was nothing like the book. Like, yeah, I don't know what they did. It's they hired a director who had a horror background. And so he did things a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He did things a little bit differently than what it should have done. But other than that, they're all, I love them so much. Yeah. Yeah. And actually before listeners, before we turned on the record button, Brie was mm-hmm. filling me in that I did not remember they were set in Washington. <laughs> And so now I feel like I need to go back and read them after having lived in Washington and understanding the geography a little bit better. But she was telling me she took a trip to Forks, which I was like, you can do that. Like, yes. And it's it's funny because they uh, in Forks, everyone in the town of Forks loves what Twilight has done for their community. They love that people come and tour. So they've gone ahead and like deemed like here's the colon house here's bella's house here's jacob's house and then stephanie's even come and like been like yep that's where her house would be or like nope i think it's actually this house and so it's just so fun to go there plus we stayed at the miller tree inn which is technically the colon's house and it's a bed and breakfast and they were the sweetest people i've ever encountered they like cosplay as the wife does Rosalie, the husband does Charlie, and oh it was goodness. just so fun to talk to them. It was, uh, it was such a fun trip. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, is Stephanie, Stephanie Myers the author, but is she from that area? No, she's from Arizona. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Yeah. Had she traveled there before? Nope. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. This is why yeah. I would like love to speak to these authors of like, how exactly. did you come up with this concept? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. From what I've seen online, it's just she wanted somewhere that was pretty rainy. And so she Googled, hey, is this rainy? I mean, those books are perfect to be set in the I always thought of Washington as very moody when I lived there. Absolutely. And so but those books needed that setting for Mm -hmm. that. Oh, for sure. Because like, I think you're right. Washington is moody. Like in a day we can go from <laughs> sun to rain to like whatever you can think of. Um, and I just think for twilight, it fits it perfectly. Yeah. And those vampires can come out whenever they want here. Well, and for me, I thought moody, moody seemed better than calling it gloomy all the time. Like yes. gloomy seems a very negative yes. way to think about it. So I for know. me, I'm like, well, the weather's just moody. And that was a little, made a little positive spin. Exactly. <laughs> it, a lot of people here will like be like, they call it seasonal like depression, which obviously mm-hmm. is a thing here, but yeah. it makes me so sad when people who like just don't appreciate the weather i'm like no it's not it's not gloomy it's actually like beautiful if you took the chance to be in it guys well and it has to be it's great it's stunningly beautiful so listeners if you have not been to washington don't shy away from it it is so beautiful yeah but it's green for a reason exactly (laughs) how else would we get the green yeah yeah it uh i actually always thought I had seasonal affective disorder when I lived in mm-hmm. Chicago. Nothing intense, but I would always, like the winters were so long and I'd be oh, like, yeah. this yeah. is ridiculous. And by March, April, I'd be like, okay, time for spring now. Like I'm starting to get a little crazy. <laughs> and 
I, we've been very fortunate with my husband's job that we've lived in very sunny places as we've moved around until we got to Washington. And I was like, oh no, I still got it. I just haven't lived in the location that has made it, <laughs> made it apparent for yeah. 10 years. Like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, all right. So, well, that was Twilight yes. by Stephanie Meyer. Yes. So thank you for all of those. What I love Absolutely. to do to close our show is some bonus pairings, which are just yeah. speed, a speed round of questions. Okay. And so you can answer these very quick and then okay. we can. Um, but where is your favorite place to read? I love <laughs> my favorite place to read is in my bedroom, on my bed, under my heated blanket. And it's especially great if it's raining. I love hearing yeah. the sound of rain while I'm sitting there reading my book. <laughs> I would love to curl up on a book with the rain and mm -hmm. I hate a blanket. That sounds yeah. perfect. All right. What is one book that you have read that has changed your life? Perks of Being a Wallflower, actually. That's one of my favorite books. Yes. And I forgot about that book. Uh, it's such a good book. Yeah. And yeah, I just... Again, it was one of the first real stories I've ever read. And like, that's about as real as it can get. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think there's some good life lessons in that one for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I agree. All right. And then what is one book that you have read that has intimidated you? I read it and oh. I did not know how long it was. I asked for it for Christmas thinking it was going <laughs> to be this like short little thing. So then... I saw under the Christmas tree, I had this huge thing wrapped and I was like, what the heck is that? I didn't ask for anything like that. And then I a doorstop and, it, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is it. I so, think yeah. that's the thing with Stephen King though. He has some long reads. Mm -hmm. Yes, he does. Uh, yeah. It Stephen King, most of his books are very gripping and very, once I start them, I can just blaze through them okay. it took me a year <laughs> i was wow. like it there were times where it just dragged for me and i was like i cannot believe i just got myself into this and i had a moment halfway through where i wanted to back out i was like yeah you know what you can't finish it that's fine you tried you gave it your best shot and then i was like okay but you got halfway through this book <laughs> just finish it <laughs> Yeah. 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 Were you glad you powered through? Yeah. I, that's like, as a reader, that's my proudest moment. I'm like, yes, there you, you go. finished it. But I, Allie was like, I really want to do it on the podcast. And I was like, we are not reading the book and comparing it to the movie. What we'll do is we'll take the original series that like has Tim Curry and compare it to the new ones that just got made. She's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> So I full confession here right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've ever read a full Stephen King book. Let's say that, but oh. I have, I cannot watch scary movies because they will keep me up at yeah. night. I think yeah. I scared myself one too many times as a kid, like, <laughs> you know, back when I was younger and thought I could watch them. Yeah. <laughs> Are the books as scary as the movie? Like when you read them? Yeah. It depends on the book. Okay. Because, like, it didn't scare me. Uh, I think there was actually, like, two parts where it was, like, I kind of had to stop and be like, okay, that went a little too far. Or, like, oh, okay. that was creepy. But 
uh there was one his short stories i feel like for some reason his short stories he for some reason does a little bit better with the horror okay and it's, it's almost like because he has such a short limited time that he like packs yeah. in exactly and so i remember my dad had got me everything's eventual and i was really excited for it because it was one of his books that had all of his short well not all of his short stories but a good compilation of sure. them and the first one that I'm reading, I'm like super excited to have this new Stephen King book and I'm reading it. And it was about this guy who I think he was in a surgery and they thought he died, but he didn't die. But for some reason, he couldn't open his eyes or talk to them to be like, guys, no, I'm alive. And so yeah. then like the doctor's like, well, I guess we got to like, maybe we should cremate him. Does he have family? And like was basically figuring out how to like, essentially get rid of his body while he was still yeah. alive oh, and that yeah. i to this day have not read any of the other short stories in that book because <laughs> i was like whoa yeah i can't do that yeah okay yeah. all right because yeah. in my mind i'm like should i should i try to pick one up but i can't you know yeah i think uh, oh so Allie is like you and she hates horror movies the only time she watches them is in october okay and so like i watched all the movies with her because she didn't want to do that alone either and so when i because i asked her obviously i didn't like force her to do all stephen king for all of us sure I was like yeah how do you feel about this and she was like oh that's a great idea and so how i did it was i tried to choose his least scarier ones to start out the month and got too scarier. So the first one I had us do was misery. Okay. Because misery is the only thing I think is scary about it is the fact that this chick is psycho and just has this guy tied to a bed. Okay. And so I was like, she's holding this guy prisoner. So that's kind of scary, but that's as scary as it's going to get. There's sure. no like random ghosts popping up here or things happening there. And Allie loved the book. I okay. was so surprised. She texted me afterwards and was like, thank you. I'm glad you're making me read Stephen King. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. We're this good. might be the one I need to pull up then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you for the recommendation. Because again, this is the whole point of my show is I don't want to like completely banish yeah. a genre because I just think I'm not going mm -hmm. to like it. Right. But yeah. I feel like I need these trusted recommendations of like, where do I go? Yep. And where do I start? <laughs> awesome. Well, last question here. Okay. What are you reading next? Oh my gosh. Next. Okay. For off script, I'm reading the giver next. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. I don't for think my, I've ever seen the movie. Are you, is there a movie of that? Too? Yes. It oh, was I didn't know just, that. it just came out and I think Jeff Bridges is in it. Okay. It was really good. I saw right. it and I loved it. And it like, cause this is a book that I read in middle school for <laughs> <Yeah>. middle school. <laughs> and I remember not enjoying the book that much. Yeah. Which is funny. Cause I think a lot of people actually love this book, but I watched the movie and immediately was like, I need to go read this book again because that was great. Like I liked that movie. Okay. Why didn't I like the book? So yeah, I think so. reading it at that age, because I remember I I did mm -hmm. reread this book. I don't know, probably five six years ago. Yeah, I don't think I understood what was mm -hmm. happening back 
in middle yeah. school when it was that's probably movie. exactly it yeah. because like watching the movie i sat there and i was like wait wh- what was i reading so it's probably yeah. exactly it was it. above our uh capacity at that point i think <laughs> exactly yep yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. I know it's precious and I appreciate all that you've given me. Thank you for having me on. This has been fun. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode with Bree Daniel on books that have been off script. We'd love to hear what other books you might pair with this book flight at bookishflights.com. That is also where you can find more information on today's flight and any other books that we talked about today. I want to inspire a community of readers. So whenever you share a post about what you are reading or what you are picking up next, especially if you have heard about the book on the show, please tag us. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at bookishflights. This is a brand new show, so if you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a review. Your review not only helps me, but it also helps the show reach others. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure that you will not miss an episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As Emma Thompson said, I think books are like people in the sense that they'll turn up in your life when you most need them. Cheers to you, dear readers. Until next time.